Welcome to another episode of the Woods Water Mizzou podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Skeeter, and along with me today are Cole and Big Game Boomer. How y'all doing? I'm doing good, man. Good. Thanks for having me on. Very good. Absolutely. Cole, Absolutely. you want to you want to explain where where you've been? You want to announce the news? Yeah, I'm back. Um, we have welcomed Baby Finley number two into the world. Um, she took the long way home. Uh, she's born here in here in beautiful Columbia, Missouri, and. Uh, gave us a little bit of a scare um she was admitted to the NICU at University of Missouri Women's and Children's Hospital um was in for about a week but she's out she uh she busted out of jail so she's back home with us she's doing great um and yeah I'm I'm officially just fully submerged in uh, in the girl dad world there you go uh Case ain't with us this week because he is in Colorado doing some fly fishing for some trout so uh glad you can come on and pick up the slack but reached out to big game boomer uh you you pretty popular we were talking about it in the pre-show uh i saw you a couple years ago just start popping up with these lists these graphics (laughs) and man it's exploded and thought we'd we'd get you to come on and kind of give your perspective of mizzou from the outside yeah no, no, no. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I started this, this is the third year that I've been doing big game boomer, I guess. Um, and yeah, started it from basically scratch and here we are 85,000 followers later, still doing the same stuff, but, you know, seems like everyone likes it. So I don't know if popular is the, is the word though. I, I think it's uh, <laughs> infamous or it just depends on the list. It ticks off one fan base and the next day it makes them happy. So um that's all I, I think it's good for for college sports get people arguing about college sports stuff instead of you know other stuff that's on twitter yeah absolutely yeah that's that's what's funny thing to me is like you know you'll put out a list of you know top programs for example top programs in the sec this year or top running backs in the sec this year and some of these coaches man take it like it's like it's oh, cool. it's, oh yeah and i mean just, it's it's, cra- it's crazy. It it's crazy. I get, yeah, with the player rankings, like I'll get players like parents e- emailing me saying like, you know, you're sleeping on my son. Like, just like <laughs> stuff like that. And it's just like, it, it's funny how much it's escalated. Yeah. What, what's been your best, awesome. what's been your best hot take so far? Like you call it before season and it come to fruition. Oh man. I, I guess saying that, uh, Clemson was going to lose to South Carolina last year. Um, they had like a three or four year home win streak. And I said, you know, South Carolina has beaten them this year in Death Valley. The streak is going to be over. And sure enough, Shane Beamer went into Death Valley and came out with a W. So that is my probably my um, proudest moment to date of big game boomer. I did predict the SEC uh, East exactly how it, uh, ended last year. Um, but so that, that's a W for me, but also in my big 12, uh, projections, I had TCU finishing last. And of course they go on to, uh, go to the college football playoffs. So whoever I picked to finish last this year is, uh, 
is probably going to make it to the national championship. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Uh, go ahead and put Mizzou at the bottom of the East. That'll be fine with us. Nah, hey, hey, hey. I, we're going to talk about Mizzou here in a sec. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm kind of bullish on on Mizzou this year. It, it's a big uh, make or break season for us. We feel like. Uh, I, I know I can't speak for everybody, but just from the there's a lot of hype, a lot of potential with this team, but I don't think anybody's counting their eggs until they hatch. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I agree. And I think it starts right at quarterback. I mean, um, you've got Brady cook coming off, you know, an okay season last year, I, I guess, if you want to call that, he had some bright spots, had some low spots. Um, and I believe, didn't he have surgery over the spring on his shoulder? Yep. Yes. So, uh, you know, coming off shoulder surgery on his, was it his throwing arm? Yes. Yeah. Torn so, labrum. I mean, yeah. So, uh, I've hurt my labrum before. That's a, uh, that's a painful, like, long rehab. Um, so you've got him, you've got Jake Garcia at quarterback from Miami, which I, there's just not a lot that excites me about the quarterback position. Now running back, you're pretty strong. Um, with uh what's his face schrader um and uh, uh i'm thinking of the other nathaniel pete yeah yeah um those guys are good and then just you know receiver you need someone else to step up besides luther burden uh i felt like last year they kind of just forced i felt like they tried to force it to him too much and it got kind of out of routine on their offense um and of course i get that because like drink doesn't want luther burden to transfer so you're going to try and get him the ball uh, as many times as you can. I just thought they tried it a little too much. They need to let the offense kind of work the offense and he'll get his touches, uh, it, you know, if you run the offense right. Um, so losing Dominic Lovick, uh, the receiver to Georgia, that stings. Um, so, you know, offensive side of the ball, a little concerned, but, I, you know, the defense has a lot, a lot of potential. Um, linebacker, defensive line, I mean, safety's pretty solid. Um, so, I mean, this team, this defense could be probably, it could be the second best defense in the SEC East, um, behind Georgia. Uh, I, I think it's that talented. You got guys like Darius Robinson, um, you know, Tyron Hopper at linebacker, he, the guy's a stud. Um, I could see him being a finalist for the Buckus award this year. Um, so there's a lot to be excited about. It's just I just don't know with the offense what what to expect uh, with the offense, um, and which is it's funny because Drink is an offensive guy, so um, to, for them for them to be a you know defensive first kind of team is kind of shocking. But you know yeah. it is what it is. You've got the roster the personnel. You got to figure out how to win with it. Well, you know we we brought in Kirby Moore as offensive coordinator. Yeah, from Fresno. Uh, from Fresno, he's a good yeah. good talented guy. Um, with Jake had Jake Hayner last couple years. Um, I do think he's a good pickup, uh, for sure. Young, very young guy. He's like only like 30 in his low thirties. So, um, hopefully they can, they can expand the passing game this year. Um, for sure. Hopefully that frees up Drinkwitz to be more of a CEO of the team and not just so solely focused on each offensive drive. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't know, Cole, have you seen any reports if, uh, Kirby Moore is going to be calling plays or Drinkwitz holding on to that responsibility? No, I mean, I can't see Drinkwitz bringing in, you know, especially after last year or the year before, kind of offensive blunders and some things that make you scratch your head as far as play calling go. Um, 
you know, I, I believe as a head coach, even if you are an offensive minded head coach, if you're, if you take on the responsibility of play calling and not only managing your team in a game situation, but if you're also worried about, okay, all right, you know, what, what kind of situations the defense getting us in? What are we looking at as far as, you know, what are the chains looking like? Um, I can't imagine that he would bring in an offensive coordinator and not have him calling at least a bulk of the plays, maybe even 50, 50. Um, I'd like to know. I mean, I'm at, I'm parked in my truck at Faro right now. I'd love to go into the South end zone. Be like, Hey guys, what the heck, what's the plan this year? <laughs> um, and maybe I will, I don't know. Maybe I'll just drive down there and see if they're home. But um, no, I would love to know, you know, what, what that split is going to be. It's going to be 60, 40, 50, 50, 70, 30, who knows? Um, but I just, I can't see Drinkwitz bringing in a young offensive mind that has had success. Yes. At Fresno state, but nonetheless, you've had success at the D one level. Um, I can't see him bringing in that help and then not utilizing it. That just seems like a waste of time and money and to, and, you know, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Uh, Big game, but what what can you tell us about Theo Weiss Jr.? Uh, yeah, you being an OU really fan, and he, he transferred to us. Uh, what what can we expect from him? Yeah, I was going to actually bring that up because yeah, I, I former five star uh, guy out of the Dallas area, just kind of his career has kind of been plagued by injuries um, at OU. He's super talented guy, uh, just got to stay healthy. Um, he's a guy that when he touches the football, he can score anytime he touches it. So I, I think he will compliment uh, Luther Burden well um, on the outside. Cause I think Burden's moving into the slot uh, yes. position, which is good for him because he's shifty and, and can make, make linebackers miss. So, um, so he, he's good. He's just got to stay healthy. That that's the biggest key. Um, but yeah, I, I have, I have no, I mean, yeah, he transferred, but, Still a good player, and uh, wish him. I hope he does well for you guys. And he's a pretty sizable guy, isn't he? Six yeah. three, six four, somewhere in there. Yeah, no, he's he's pretty big. I mean, he was a very, very. I mean, he was like a, he may be the se- second or third best receiver out of his class um, a few years ago. So it's the talents there. You just you got to stay healthy. I mean, that's 50 yeah. And then the. the- and the years that Mizzou has seen, you know, good success, obviously quarterback's been stable, defense has been good. Um, but one thing that I think has been key is obviously having wide receiver size. Uh, previous year, last year, didn't really have a whole lot of size. Um, so I think that's another good thing that Theo Weiss brings to that wide receiver room. Yeah. You know, you want your shifty guys, you want those guys in the slot that are going to make people miss. Um, but you also want that guy that can stretch the field vertically and kind of in a jump ball, you know, red zone situation. I think he is a huge, huge aspect, um, or, you know, asset to to bring onto the team. Yeah, no, especially after losing, uh, what was it, Love It to Georgia. Yeah. I mean, you got to have someone to to, to bring in because um, that obviously fills a huge hole on the depth chart, losing, losing that quality receiver um, to Georgia, which I hate. I just – I hate seeing guys just leave, go to other schools yeah. like that. But We lost another guy too um, – Toski Dove, he was another kind of deep ball, deep threat for us. He, he actually had a play, I guess, kind of go semi-viral a couple of years ago against Arkansas, uh, jump ball situation where, you know, he was kind of that deep threat guy. Um, and so, yeah, that's one thing that makes me pretty happy with Theo Weiss coming, coming to Mizzou is, you know, you get a good good size body guy, um, obviously a guy that's talented and has played at another, you know, power five level. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, so – Going back and rewatching your season preview last year for the SEC East, you had 
you weren't high on Mizzou. I think you had us at three and nine, one and seven in the SEC uh, with the one win over Vanderbilt. But you said it was a if we had that kind of year, it would put drink on the hot seat. So yeah, we we made it to six and six, lost the bowl game, so six and seven, including it. Uh, what would you? What what would your outside perspective be of Drinkwitz going into this year? Well, he's seventeen and nineteen in three years at Mizzou. So I, you know, Mizzou's a tough job. I mean, let's just face it; it's a tough, hard place to win at. Um, so you got to get to a bowl game and probably win the bowl game. Uh, I mean, I don't think. I mean, you guys know this better than me. Are people already starting to say he's on the hot seat up there? Yeah, um, I'd say it's probably 50-50. I think folks think the hot seat might have cooled off a little bit with Kirby Moore coming in. Yeah. Um, or And there's probably the other crowd that thinks that it's, you know, gotten even hotter just because they're like, okay, you're supposed to be – like you mentioned earlier, you're supposed to be this offensive guy, and now we have to bring in an offensive coordinator. Um, we'll yeah. just – this is, this is going to be the year to, to figure it out. Yeah. No, I mean, I, the schedule, though, in, in my opinion, it, it's kind of it, it seems pretty doable. Like, I mean, you start off South Dakota, Middle Tennessee. So you should be two and oh, you get K-State. Um, Mizzou's won 13 straight non-conference games at home. So I, I expect this that game to be more competitive than it was last year in Manhattan. Um, just because yep. K-State's lost some dudes as well. That was actually um, the game uh, Brady Cook towards labor man last yeah. year. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, yeah, that was just a brutal game for Mizzou in Manhattan. Memphis should beat Memphis. I mean, they, they can score, but um, defense. And then you play Vanderbilt. That should be a win. LSU, I'm chalking up as a loss. The Kentucky, the two games for me that are swing games for Mizzou are Kentucky and South Carolina. If they can win those two games, I think they can get to eight and four. Um, I think Mizzou's lost like the last four at Kentucky. Um, the, a lot of question marks on Kentucky, uh, with Devin Leary coming in as quarterback from NC state, he was hurt, um, all year last year, it, you know, we'll see what kind of impact he's got, especially with their court, uh, Liam Cohn coming back from, uh, what was it, Rams? Yep. Yeah. NFL. So, um, you guys have dominated South Carolina. I, I mean, they, th those South Carolina fans hate Mizzou because <laughs> Mizzou is just a, is the thorn in their side. Um, so, you know, and then I see, you know, a loss to Georgia, lost to Tennessee. Um, I, I think that's kind of chalk, um, Florida. I think Florida is going to be very bad this year. I, I could see Mizzou beating Florida in that second, the last week of the season. And then Billy Napier getting fired because Mizzou's when you lose to Mizzou, that kind of coaches are known yeah. for getting fired after yeah, they lose. That's, right. that's right. <laughs> we've seen it. We've seen yeah. it more often than not. Yeah, it so it wouldn't really be surprised hasn't. to see that. And then you play little brother Arkansas and uh, in Fayetteville. But, you know, I one of my favorite things to do on Twitter is post that <laughs> Wikipedia, um little image that has Mizzou with 10 wins, Arkansas with four wins. And, man, those Razorbacks, they just oh, – they get so mad about it, but they, they always, if, if you ask them, they'll say, Oh, Mizzou's not our rival. They're, 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 you know, that's a fake forced rivalry. We don't care about them. But they're always <laughs> talking about Mizzou. And that's why it's really one of that, the Arkansas Mizzou, those fans, that's, the, those are one of my favorite interactions on Twitter, those fans uh, going at it with each other. Cause I think it's just hilarious uh, how insecure Arkansas fans can be.
Yeah, it's it's pure gold. Two things I want to say on the games that you listed. Number one is Kentucky. We know Mizzou fans know every single year when we play Kentucky, it's weird. Like last yeah. year, there was the the tackle box debate. You know, the snap goes over the punter's head. The punter runs back twenty five yards. I was at that game, and I'm like, here we go. We're about to get the ball on like the five yard line. Um, let's see, year before, no, two years before that would have been what twenty nineteen. There was a no call D or offensive pass interference, but the phantom defensive pass interference called on us the year before. Uh, year after that, or maybe year before that, there was the uh, Kentucky player knocking the ball out of the officials' hands um, or out of Mizzou hands on uh, it down in Lexington. It's just there's been some really really weird stuff, and every single year, I think we anticipate just one of those weird games as something happens that you're not not quite you know expecting yeah um and then the one thing that i like with florida is you mentioned it's the second to last week of the season um newsflash in columbia missouri the second to last week of the season it's not warm it's not gainesville warm in columbia missouri you know that uh second week in november so um i think that that'll definitely play into the home field advantage i believe there was a quote a couple years ago of a of a florida player talking about how you know it's just not a fun environment to play in and yeah he's absolutely right it could be you know, I hope it's spitting snow that day, but yeah, you know, that'd be great. I, I mean, last the time, the last time Florida was there, Dan Mullen got fired. So, yeah. um, we'll see. That's, I mean, the, uh, that's drink with the, uh, with the lightsaber that may the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, okay. Uh, so you, you have on games you're possibly going to, you have week three possibly coming to Columbia. Yeah. To watch that K-State Mizzou game. Yeah, no, I'm definitely thinking about coming up there. Um, I was supposed to come up there for a Mizzou basketball game um, this past winter, but I I got the freaking stomach bug and was just like throwing up and couldn't make it up there. I was really disappointed. Um, So somehow, some way, I have a ton of Mizzou followers, and uh, I got to get up there and uh, go to a, a football game, basketball game, Primarily when they play Arkansas in basketball, I think I'll be up there. But, um, yeah, I'm thinking about coming up there for the K-State game. Just hard for me to go to a game on Saturday because, like, when you go to a game, you just miss so many of the other things that are happening. Um, And there's some big games uh, that weekend. So um, have they announced the time of that game yet? I believe it's an 11 o'clock kickoff. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. That might be – that could I could probably pull that off. I'm thinking about going to the camp because my brother lives in Kansas City. Thinking about maybe going because Kansas plays Illinois. I think the on Friday night. Thinking about going to that game and then driving over to Columbia the net on Saturday to for the uh, K State game. So we'll see. We have if you do that, you'll have to link up with Case. Case lives in Kansas City, um, and yeah, he's uh, I believe he's planning on coming to the K State game. Like I, I should be there as well as long as I can get away from work. But um, yeah, it's it's bound to be. That's one good thing about you know when we went to the SEC and you kind of renew some of these Big Twelve games. You know, you know, being a being an OU fan, um, there's a lot of that. The next generation uh, of fans that that kind of miss those um, those Big Twelve matchups. So I think that one, especially given last year's game, that ought to draw a pretty good crowd. Yeah, no, it should be for sure. Yeah. Uh, kind of. Can you tell us what your mindset is when you when you heard 
OU and Texas are coming to the SEC. Uh, and now you're one year away from it. Yeah. Uh, are, are you excited, nervous? Nervous is probably the right word. Uh, anxiously nervous. So excited, but nervous. Um, when this happened, what, two, two summers ago? Yeah. Um, I immediately thought that this was had 100% to do with Texas losing recruiting battles to Texas A&M, which they were and still are, um, because A&M had that you know, final trump card of saying, hey, we're in the SEC. Most SEC guys go to the NFL. Texas did not have – couldn't say that anymore. So I think they started and initiated this whole process of getting into the SEC. OU caught wind of it and said, hey, if Texas is going, we're going as well because we're not going to pass up on just a massive payday. Um, so uh, exci- I think a, a lot of people are excited about it. I mean, like the future schedules for 2024, I mean, fans are just are ecstatic to like see. I think Alabama's coming to Norman. Um, and OU just because like our OU's main game is it, it, the main game of the year is the OU-Texas game, and that's a neutral site game in Dallas. So you don't really get that many big home games that people are like excited about. Like if Iowa State or Texas Tech or, you know, Kansas, those schools come to town, you just get kind of sick of seeing those same teams. So it's really going to bring some juice to the uh, game day atmosphere in Norman. I can tell you that. And I know OU fans, they travel well. They can't wait to go to all the different SEC locations. Be coming back to Faroe next year. First time since 2010. Yeah. Um, yeah, familiar territory right there. Hopefully, right. <laughs> hopefully that game goes the same way for us as it did in 2010. That would be good. <laughs> yeah. Now, hey, OU is at its. I mean, this is the worst OU football I've seen since the ni- the late 90s, and I was too young to really remember those. Um, so going six and seven last year, Brent Venables last year, he better uh, see some improvement this year. I think he needs to get to at least eight wins to. Uh, to, to kind of calm the fan base down um, because it just last year, I mean, it was an awful season. It really was. And, and, you know, like Kirby Smart, I think he went like six and six or six and seven his first year. And he, the second year he takes him to the college football playoff. There's an adjustment period when you've never been a head coach before and you've always been a coordinator. There's a big adjustment to that. And uh, I think last year Venables was really trying to find, figure out how to be a head coach and be a CEO instead of, you know, not being the defensive coordinator where you're just X's and O's 24 seven. Um, so we'll see, we'll see uh, it's a talented roster, but you know, I've seen a lot of talented rock. Texas has a talented roster. Miami has a talented roster every year and they can't seem to put it together. So um, we'll see. If, if they roll to the nine game schedule and you have three common opponents every year, which I know they're not doing next year, uh, but would Mizzou fall in that? three opponents you'd like to see every year or do you have yeah you know so i definitely i i, I would love just from my own opinion is i you know texas obviously um arkansas just because it's like a three-hour drive from norman yeah. i think that, that would just be a great matchup every year um mizzou i mean yeah let, let, we could do that um but I know a lot of OU fans want to see different teams uh, instead of Mizzou, a team that they've played, gosh, I don't know how many times. 96 times, I yeah, believe. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, it'd be cool if they had, like, two teams and they rotated between, like, a couple teams. Like, rotate between Mizzou and Texas A&M 
every other year or something like that would would be good. Um, but but OU fans, they want they want to see the big dogs, you know, Bama, Georgia, um, LSU. And I'm just like, be careful what you wish for, because, um, <laughs> you know, it's honestly OU was supposed to play Georgia this year. And it's kind of a good thing that that got called off by the SEC, because I think that would have been an absolute beatdown in Norman, Oklahoma. Um, so it's a good thing for the Sooners that that game is not happening this year. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a few Twitter questions. We're all right. Some of our listeners that I was going to ask you. Yeah. A uh, couple of them want to know, are the lists just strictly to troll? <laughs> no, I mean, not all of them. Some of them are, but not all of them. Like when I'm, ra- I'm like, I'm being dead serious here. When I'm ranking like players and coaches and offenses and defenses and stuff. I, I researched that study stuff. Um, try my best to, to do it because you can see coaches, athletic programs, they take these lists so seriously because like millions of people view these things um, that I, I do try to try to do, do a good job ranking stuff. Um, but now every once in a while I'll have, uh, you know, a fun list, like at the end of the day, um to let's say tick off the arkansas fan base um so it, it's a it's a mix of both um if if that's how you want to define it but i did see your list where you had uh greatest 50 greatest uh college football logos and the top was horns upside down so yeah oh yeah but i mean hey i think everybody outside of texas fans loves throwing that horns down and it better not be a penalty in the sec the big 12 caters to texas they, you know, I, I think one of the best parts about college football is being able to trash talk. And if you can't throw, you know, the horns down, I'm sorry. That's just, that's weak sauce. And it Greg think you better allow it. It is. Uh, the other one was, well, the game you, you plan on uh, coming to. And so we already discussed that with K-State. Yeah. And then are you planning on coming to a basketball game? And you said probably Arkansas yep, there. Arkansas. So that one's answered. Uh Another one was, do you know the difference? Or can you point on a map where Kansas City, Missouri is? <laughs> um, that's a good question. Yeah, I, I need to go back and take a geography class. It's it's weird how like the the Kauffman Stadium and Arrowhead are like in Missouri, not even like really close to downtown. Um, but I don't know. It just feels like when I when I was there, it felt like there were more people from Kansas at, you know, in that area than Mizzou. Um, so that, that's kind of how I, I ran with it. Um, obviously that kind of started a civil war between K-State, <laughs> Kansas and Mizzou fans. Um, but that's the beauty of it. It starts conversation and uh, you know, gets people talking. So. Well, and we, you know, we appreciate that because, like, yeah, there may be more K-State or KU fans that are at, you know, some of these events. But what it all boils down to is they're still coming into the state of Missouri and supporting Missouri economy. So, yeah, I mean, hey, that's fine. They can, you know, they can have the majority there. But at the end of the day, their dollars are their dollars are coming to Missouri. Yeah, no. And, and I'm just absolutely fascinated by just the, the dynamics of the K-State, Kansas and Mizzou those three fan bases hate each other. Um, and this has gone back to, 
you know, the beginning of when they lived there. I mean, when it all started, when they, they became states, they hated each. I mean, there was a civil war basically between those two states. Um, so it, they just hate each other. But then they it, then they all come together and support the chiefs. So I, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's funny, um, you know, how they just pick and choose their battles. Yeah, they'll come out of the woodworks too if the reels get to ninety wins in a season. But yeah, that, that don't happen too often. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. Cole, did you have anything else for him before we let him go? No, man. We just appreciate you coming on. I mean, there's it. It never fails to make me laugh when you put something out that may or may not troll Arkansas or KU or K-State or one of Mizzou's rivals, or like you said, maybe not rivals in the case of Arkansas, but um, now you're doing a great job, you know, pumping out the content. It does kind of help get us through the off season too, which I know everybody can appreciate because at this point we're just like sick and tired of arguing back and forth. It's so stupid, but we're so sick and tired of arguing back and forth on Twitter.com about, you know, whatever kind of things and oh just wait till wait till the fall and no you, you do a great job of uh pumping out the content and you know getting us through uh in our case august for kickoff but most people september yeah i mean it's kind of year-round now even doing college basketball stuff so right i appreciate that um and, and yeah i i feel like over the last year i've kind of developed an appreciation for mizzou and their fan base because you know, i'd never been on twitter really at all before i started doing this and I was, you know, most SEC fan bases do not like Mizzou. They're like, they don't belong in this conference. They don't. Oh, um, and and <laughs> honestly, that kind of pisses me off um, after, you know, being on Twitter the last couple of years. Uh, I just think y'all get the wrong, you know, short end of the stick. Um, no benefit of the doubt. Um, and try to give you all as much love as possible over the last year or so. Um because of that, because of how, how I see us other SEC fan bases uh, down talking Mizzou. So I want to see you guys do well this year. Like I said, I, you know, I'm just kind of jotting things down right now, but I could see eight and four being, you know, a, a possible scenario this season. And if that, if drink gets to eight and four and wins a bowl game, I mean, I think that's a pretty good step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's kind of my benchmark is, is eight and fours. What I'm hoping for, you know, you talked about the Georgia and Tennessee game. Um, I already talked about how Florida, I'm, I'm hoping for, you know, the home field advantage. And like you said, they're kind of, they lost a lot of key pieces. Same thing with K-State. Kentucky's going to be a little weird too. So it's going to be an interesting, interesting season for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Can't wait for it though. I'm ready. I am ready for football. That's right. right. Do you want to go ahead and plug where anybody can find you and also your podcast? Uh, if anybody wants to go give it a listen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, now uh, threads, um, <laughs> uh, big game boomer. I've got a podcast that kind of cranking back up with my little brother. Um, big game boomer show on YouTube. You hit subscribe to that. Uh, we're starting to do all of our conference breakdowns, uh, whether or not teams are going to hit their win totals or not, and have some good interviews along the way with some media folks, players, and some coaches. So, um, yeah, no, I appreciate uh, you guys having me on. I'm always happy to come on and talk football. Hey, we, we greatly appreciate it and keep keep putting that content out. Uh, I'm, I don't necessarily so much look at the list. I'll just 
click on it and start scrolling through the comments. Checking the replies, man. That, that's the beauty of it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you for coming on. Cole, I'm going to keep you on real quick just because we have some yeah. zoo stuff to talk about uh, after he gets off. But appreciate you coming on. Yeah, game yeah you guys have a good rest of your Sunday. All right. Thank, thank you, brother. Take care. All right, Cole. Uh, so huge. Did you miss me? Yes, yes. No, you didn't. Uh, you liar. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Case probably missed you more than I did. <laughs> well, that's all right. Hey, y'all held it down, man. You guys did a good job. You guys held down. I I apologize. I had a couple people reach out saying, you know, they hope everything's going okay. And um, you know, I appreciate the uh, the privacy, I guess, for number one, that you know, everybody had kind of gave my family at that time i'm not i'm not gonna lie man it was scary my wife and i were pretty scared there for a little while um but she's good now she's eating 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 and growing and holy cow she's two weeks have already flown by so yeah i uh i do appreciate everybody for kind of giving us patience but we'll be back i'll be back as often as i can hey that's it uh the summer in front of the fan we we still have some episodes coming up on that we're not done with that so uh i don't know if you've been able to catch up with them but there have been some pretty pretty fun interviews uh yeah i've thoroughly enjoyed them and getting some really good feedback on it so i think our listeners like it but we're getting ready to get into a little bit more uh season preview here we're halfway through july just about now yeah uh, close to it and so Crazy. uh before we know it it'll, it'll be game day but I uh, do want to touch real quick on the recruiting. It was heating up last week on the episode, it and it's scorching hot since then. So, uh, man, some, we're getting some dogs. We are. We are. There's um, – it's just – it's crazy, you know, with NIL and everything that's just so prominent now in, in college football and in recruiting. Um, it changes things so much. You know, you're seeing guys – like the big uh, defensive end out of uh, Arizona that decided to stay home. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they offered him a bag or, or what, but you know, it's, it's pieces like that that we're hoping to see here in the state of Missouri. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. We, we did land some pretty good guys and there's still quite a few from what I'm understanding that are, um, that are in the works. Yeah. Still coming down. So there's a lot, a lot of excitement there. Uh, still, until it's signing day and those letters get sent in. That's right. I don't worry too much about commitments. They're no. they're fun when they when they pick Mizzou. Uh, if it's somebody Mizzou's targeted and they pick another school, it's just kind of ah. Eh, we'll we'll see you come December. Well, and there you were know. three. There was somebody who pointed out. I think it was that uh, that not Eli Drinkwitz account or something like that that had pointed out three recruits: Marvin Burks. Um, Dadgummit, the names are slipping me at this point, but I, I know I had quote tweeted it or replied to it at one point. Um, but there were three guys over the past couple of years that didn't even have Mizzou in their top five or seven or three or whatever, and we ended up either landing them as a commit or we have already signed them and they're on the roster. So, um, and then there's guys like Luther Burden that were committed to OU that ended up getting flipped. Um, yeah. So that's just, I guess, that's what makes recruiting so fun. And if if we get that eight wins, which I would love, I mean, really, I see potential to get to ten. Uh, we could, yeah. If if everything, if we have a good year, uh, but if we if we get to that 
eight range, you're going to see more guys flipping and, and coming yep. here because the excitement's going to be there. So uh, there's a lot to pay attention to on that. I haven't really seen much news coming out of Columbia on anything. I guess we're just kind of stall or stale on the team activities and all that right now, right? Yeah, I think they're pretty much in a dead period. Um, hell, like I mentioned earlier, Gates and No Carter are going fishing together. Yeah. So um, I know they're in workouts. You know, I've seen players' cars down here at the South End Zone. They're still going through workouts and, you know, staying in shape. I mean, heck, these guys are going to be starting fall camp in like a month. You know, we're we're like six weeks out from kickoff. So, um, you know, practices and, and I guess semi-organized team activities are starting to ramp up as well. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of programs, especially the winter sports, are, you know, in a good break right now. And I'd imagine, you know, last week's the 4th of July. So, of course, they're not going to be doing anything during that time period. But I'd imagine this next upcoming week, third week of July, is when things will probably really start to kick off. Yeah. And then let's talk NBA Summer League. Uh, yeah. Demoy Hodge, he keeps playing like he is. I see He's going to find himself on a roster. Yes. Uh, if it's not on the end of the bench of the Lakers, another team's liable to sign him there. Yeah. Uh, Kobe debuted last night. Uh, I think he had 11 or 12 points and nine rebounds and like five assists. So, uh, just uh, what you would expect to see from Kobe Brown in the NBA, just filling the stat sheet, being a right. team guy. Uh, and I, I think he he has the talent and the ability to have those breakout games where he's getting over 25. But for the most part, I think he's probably going to average in the teens somewhere. Yeah. But probably has a chance to be double-double quite a few games with the rebounding ability of him. Uh, and then Jonte Porter – coming out yeah. of retirement for the Bulls. And That's right. He's only played like seven and eight minutes in the two games he's played, but he's filling a stat sheet when he's playing. So seeing him hit a step back three the other night, it's like, man, go ahead, Jonte. Right. Uh, so there's there's a lot to be excited there. Uh, seeing Mizzou guys in the league trying to get to those roster spots to join Jordan Clarkson. Uh, yeah, and uh, another one you're forgetting is Drew Smith. Drew Smith's uh, you know, Drew Smith the, with uh, Miami. Yep, Drew Smith's on the roster again for Miami. He was on the roster last year. Um, Demoy did so, yeah. him dirty the first game. I don't know if you saw he that. Demoy picked yeah. his pocket and picked went down and flushed and, it. Yeah. That's right, man. <laughs> but hey, that's that's the name of the game. You know what I mean? These, they didn't they didn't play together. Unfortunately, that have been a that been a pretty dynamic dynamic duo right there. But. Uh, yeah, it's good to see the Tigers in uh, you know in the in the summer league and and starting to pick up in that aspect. I hope all four of those guys end up landing on a roster to uh, join Clarkson and and Michael Porter Jr. Um, you know on on full time NBA rosters. That'd be that'd be pretty awesome. And that that'll only help us in recruiting and all that too. Uh, I think Colby going in the first round is going to be huge in the years yes. to come uh, for under Dennis Gates, but. Uh, well, and not only show, I want to touch on that. It not only shows the fans that, you know, Kobe, yeah, Kobe could have came back for another year at Mizzou, but he gave us, what, four good years, right? Yep. And still made it to the league, and he's still a first-round draft pick. So that, that goes to show you that, yeah, I, I do. I still want the staff recruiting these five-star guys that are going to come in and just 
be like a Michael Porter Jr., one and done. Um, but at the same time, I still want those guys that are going to give us four good years and and develop under a system and then still showcase that they can still go to the league. Under You know, first-round draft pick, lottery draft pick, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I'm just – it's it's huge like that this this whole first year from gates getting hired to the season to the postseason and now we're in the summer league um just steady trending upwards for mizzou basketball absolutely and that mizzou basketball has posted a few practice videos and uh, workout videos so it's good to see them as a team already getting that work in and letting those guys gel and mesh and uh, get a little cardio in. So, that's right. Uh, I kind of, I think I'm gonna put out a poll and say, what season are you more excited for this coming year, Mizzou football or Mizzou basketball? Because it's, I really feel like it'd probably be close to a split after the success that basketball had. Probably, yeah. I could see. I would bet if I were Ben, man. I'd probably say it's 60-40 football still um, just because I think a lot of people are wanting to see what a you know supposedly healthy Brady Cook can do, what Kirby Moore is going to bring to the table, you know what's going to end up happening at the end of the year. Um, but, yeah, that, that basketball success is hard to turn a blind eye to. Absolutely. Uh, anything else Mizzou-related that you can think of off the top of your head? I know between work and – uh, yeah, actually, um, <laughs> well, you, we've had a lot of baseball players come down and join your neck of the woods. Yeah. Oh, mercy. Uh, Wilmsmeyer, uh, Brock's down there now. Um, I know. I'm sorry, not Brock. Bargo went to Tennessee. Um, yeah, man. Uh, our boy Leach is at most eight now. So I don't know. Okay. And I want to say this for when case comes back, but I don't know what, Carrick's doing. Um, I know that there's a typical kind of purge of the roster, but man, some of the things that I've heard from the players that we've talked to, you know, Leach and Wolfsmeyer, I'm I'm not encouraged. Um, it seems like communication's an issue, and communication should not be an issue when you're the head coach of a D1 program, especially brand new coming in. You know what I mean? Um, so that's a little concerning to me. I'm not going to lie, but baseball's still a little ways out. We're going to focus on football and basketball. My only thing on that is I guarantee you, he knew the roster when he came in. Uh, he, he crammed and studied as hard as he could. And with the transfer portal, like it is, we've had as many guys transfer out. We can, we can go out there and get, get guys to to come in it may not be the guys that we had the relationships with of the past uh but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be bad Uh, no and the my biggest thing with all of it is you know you're coming in as a head coach you know you you need to address your team because as of now until these players enter the portal and even when they're in the portal they're still technically a part of your team until they sign with another program um, so you need to have at least a meeting, some sort of communication with these players that, yeah, hey, we, we would like to keep you on the roster. We want to, you know, honor your scholarship uh, that you're still on. Or, hey, you know, you need to, while you're in the portal, you may need to look at, um, 
opportunities elsewhere. Something, one of those two, something in between likes that like that needs to be discussed with these players because they're grown ass men. Like we're all, we're all grown ass men in this game. Um, and that needs to be communicated to these players. So it doesn't need to be ignoring players, but like I said, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more when case comes back. Cause I know he's got a lot to say about it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't really know what to say after that because That's, uh, you know, it's just, it's such a, it's a hot topic. I, I mean, I'm pretty passionate about it. Like that just, that should not be how things are going. But like I said, baseball's still a ways out. And, um, Oh, I got a good uh, transition for us. Like I mentioned with Big Game Boomer on earlier, I'm sitting here at Pro Field on my way home. Um, the new indoor facility is complete. I don't know if you saw some of those leaks the other yeah. day, but uh, yeah. the thing's nice, man. Looking the things, legit, I might go, isn't it? <laughs> I might need to go see if the doors are unlocked. And maybe see if I can get in there. Or if yeah. I got the AC going. Maybe uh, Brady and Luther in there running routes, and you can see if you can cover maybe. Luther. That's our, well, no, 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 sir. I might throw some balls. I mean, I played quarterback back in the day, but this old noodle here. You were an option quarterback, quarterback, option quarterback. <laughs> That's right. I like so, yeah, yeah, Brady's the same. Brady likes to run, too. Yeah. Uh, really appreciate Big Game Boomer coming on. Uh, yeah, man. His list, uh, I mean, some of them, you just go through and you laugh. You know, yeah. uh, everybody's got their opinions. And I guarantee you, if I made lists for the masses like that for college football as a whole, uh, people would laugh at me. So yeah. uh, I, don't, I don't have anything ill will against hey, him for not putting Mizzou no. at the top of his list. Hey, he sure knows how to drum up some engagement. That's for sure. Yeah. We might need to get him on as a, a help us create content so we can get the engagement that, right. that he does. But man, I don't want that. That's one thing I meant to ask him. I'm kind of kicking myself for not now. Not maybe I'll shoot a DM, but can you imagine what that guy's notifications are like? I mean, he has to turn them <laughs> off. Good heavens. And when, when he answered my DM, I was shocked. Like, really? You still have these yeah. turned on? <laughs> right. He probably goes through them and sees a Mizzou one. That's probably what it was. He saw a Mizzou logo or, you know, the name Mizzou in there. And it's like, oh, I like these Mizzou fans. I'll see what they got to say. Yeah. So. All right, well, uh, I don't believe we'll do a weekly. This will be our weekly episode. I mean, it's 45 minutes into it now. So yeah. uh, next week we'll have Summer in front of the fan again, and hopefully all three of us will be back on here. Yeah, who do we got coming up next week so we can let the folks know? Uh, there's a couple. Oh, next week is a Hall of Famer. A Hall of beans. Famer. So the SEC has a Hall of Fame for fans, and there's a Mizzou representative, and he has reached out to Case, and he will be on next week. That's right. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. That'll be exciting. Mizzou SEC Hall of Fame representative will be on, and can't wait to hear his his takes of Mizzou and. how he got to become in the Hall of Fame. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. So, sure. All right, Will. I hope you go home and have a great evening with your wife and your littles. Yeah, my little girls. Come to you live from Pro Field. Appreciate y'all listening. All right, as always, M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Go Tigers. Y'all take care. <laughs>